maybe I should talk loudly. <laughs> Novel concept. Novel coronavirus? Novel oh. coronavirus, indeed. Welcome to Namely 90s. Wow. The podcast that takes you back to the time before smartphones, Google, and Y2K. Join your hosts as they relive the pop culture that shaped a generation and the parts that many people wish they could forget. Listen in to the conversation about how the decade defined those who spent their childhood there and how it shaped them as adults. So... Turn down the grunge and dial up the internet. Let's get started. It's time for Namely 90s. That's right. You're listening to Namely 90s. My name's Andrew and over there is Brandon. Hi. I mean, that's me. <laughs> a little rusty there. Uh, anyway, <laughs> you can find us online at Namely90s.com or on Twitter and Instagram at Namely90s with a 90s. This show is also on YouTube every Monday, and you can find that at namely90s.com slash YouTube. Finally, find our Patreon page if you'd like to support this podcast at patreon.com slash namely90s. And here we are again. It has been a bit. What's new with you? Uh, well, I, I'm just dead. Uh, I, this, because uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going on vacation uh next week yeah which uh, how is it vacation if i don't have an actual job uh but <laughs> um the uh i'm going out of town next week and i <laughs> i've been killing myself to get everything done before tuesday uh because i'm leaving wednesday and i i don't know what time it is anymore i'm falling asleep at random times during the day perfect uh i'm staying up until like three or four in the morning and uh i i've i'm trying to get two weeks two to three weeks ahead on uh rewind as well as uh i think uh, a week or two ahead on on namely 90s and it's i i also just finished my last uh chemistry test before recording this for for the little certificate the the little extended education stuff i'm doing right now and uh uh what else oh i i i made a, a i had to cut together a, a little 90 second video for um a contest i was entering uh, that's due by wednesday so a lot a lot a lot yeah a lot getting done this weekend and i i am i am dead so you've been busy and you know sure it's not vacation it's uh it's called being unemployed but somewhere else temporary I yeah, guess. Yeah. Uh, visiting family. So it's ah, uh, yes. definitely not vacation. Um, <laughs> yeah, I hear you. It, it can, it can be a little taxing at times to be with family, but yet fun. I mean, I love, no, I, don't get me wrong, I love being and seeing my oh, of course. family. It's just, I, it's not <laughs> what you think of when you think of vacation. Well, it's, it's like <laughs> when we used to come back from when I was in vet school, we used to come back to the West side of the state to like visit with people. Mm-hmm. And it was a vacation, but it kind of wasn't because you spent the whole time like doing this, doing that, going to this, yep. seeing these people like you didn't actually rest, you know? Right. Exactly. So that, that is the exact point. Yeah. Well, uh, meanwhile, <laughs> we are experiencing a severe heat wave. I know it's not much for you down there in California or whatever, 
But um, I mean, literally everywhere outside of the city that I'm in, it's like 100 degrees, but it's only 80, right? Here. Yeah, it's 108 here today wow. uh, and will be over 100 for the next week, which, you know, fortunately out here, a lot of people have air conditioning, so it's it's not bad, but it is truly sweltering. Um, and it's it's been quite interesting. This this little office sure is warm, but it's OK. <laughs> the middle of the day. I don't know why I'm in here. I'm oh, I do. There's a reason, but <laughs> I'm yeah. I'm surprised they uh, they don't have some AC in there. Um, oh, and I remember when I told you that I was surprised that my internet hadn't been disconnected because I hadn't made a payment in a really long time. Yes, uh, I, it's because I had turned auto pay on. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> I was like, that makes sense because I can never log into my Spectrum internet account <laughs> ever because every single time I try to log in, uh-huh. I can't remember my password. It makes me reset my password, but you can't use a password you've used in the last five tries. Right. So it's always a disaster. I, I can never get into my spectrum. So that's why I set it to auto. But <laughs> speaking of the hot weather yesterday, Kayla volunteered for the Coeur d'Alene Ironman race, which is, oh yeah, it's a, like a one, it's a, it's a swim that's over a mile, I think a bike ride that's over a hundred miles and then a marathon and you do all three in a day continuously in 100 degree heat, it was, it was pretty dicey. Like I wouldn't recommend exercise. I uh, sorry. I wouldn't recommend exercising that much to anyone, but certainly not in hundred degree weather. Uh, how many people passed out? Well, I don't know, well, but it's course. a pretty big event, like thousands of racers. So, um, yeah, yeah Ironmans are popular, but it was like my worst nightmare. I had to drive down a windy road to get to the aid station they were working at mm-hmm. with like cyclists flanking me on either side. <laughs> It was not my favorite thing at yeah, all. Yikes. Uh, but yeah, it was, it was pretty interesting. So did, did her dad? Was, no, he was just volunteering. Uh, I don't know. I think he's done them before. He just didn't yeah. do this one. I'm not sure the exact reason or if he just wanted to come help out, but it was nice to have him visit for a little bit, even though I saw him for oh, yeah. like three hours because I was working overnight. That, yeah. That, I was like, that took a while to register since he doesn't live over in Idaho or yes. Yeah, indeed. Um, well, that's fun. Yeah. So it's been eventful these last couple of weeks. Mm. Shall we move on to talk about what was happening in July of 1998? Sure. Uh, travel back with me listeners, if you will, to July 1998 on the first NBA starts a player. The NBA uh, starts a player lockout when a salary dispute is made and it lasts 204 days. Also on the first singer, Barbara Streisand marries actor James Brolin. Uh, on the second Harry Potter and the chamber of secrets is published in the UK on the fourth Malia Obama is born. Did I pronounce that correctly? Yeah, I think so. I think so. On the sixth, Roy Rogers. Uh, I have American Cowboy in, with a question mark in uh, parentheses here. Uh, passes away. On okay. the eighth, on the eighth, Roy Rogers. You know, the, there's a there's a cocktail named after him. Uh, not there so much. Is. A, it's not so much a cocktail as a, uh, a a virgin cocktail that you give to children, but. Uh, Anyway. Roy Rogers is definitely a cocktail, but what's in it? I can't remember. It's like soda water and cherry juice, isn't it? I'll, I'll look into that. Okay. On the 8th, uh, Jaden Smith is born, son of Will Smith, 
and star of the karate kid it is oh sorry i found it it's a mixed drink non-alcoholic mixed drink made of cola and grenadine syrup garnished with a maraschino cherry i was right about the grenadine good work more or less uh and out of order on the 7th the 69th mlb all-star game uh is played the al wins 13 to 8 with the highest scoring all-star game ever on the 14th f0x for the nintendo 64 is released in japan and on the 24th bindi irwin is born that's daughter of steve irwin just got married well congratulations on the nuptials yeah or she had a baby one or the other uh she might have had a baby because she was getting married whoops i meant to say that the other way around congratulations on the new baby yes um well it might have been a year at this point okay (laughs) (laughs) it's been a while yeah uh tv premiering and ending in july of 1998 we have on the fourth x play premieres on zd tv which eventually becomes g4 and on the 19th oh yeah cartoons on nickelodeon premieres and then ending on the 17th we have family matters on their final season that was shifted to cbs in the box office on the first we have armageddon on the 10th we have lethal weapon 4 madeline and small soldiers on the 15th there's something about mary on the 17th, The Mask of Zorro. On the 24th, we have Saving Private Ryan. On the 29th, we have the Lindsay Lohan starring Parent Trap. And on the 31st, we have Ever After. And finally, in the Billboard charts, number one for July 1998, in from the beginning of June and through the end of August, The Boy's Mind by Brandy and Monica. Also, and for the third week, third or second week in uh, July, uh, number two is You're Still the One by Shania Twain. Number three is Adia by Sarah McLaughlin. That's number five is Adia by Sarah McLaughlin. Number 10 is Everybody by the Backstreet Boys. Number 14 is Truly Madly Deeply by Savage Garden. And number 17 is Sex and Candy by Marcy's Playground. Uh, you know, I actually got a good tip uh, on Twitter today. Um, uh, uh, it was suggested that we we make a Spotify playlist for each episode for the Billboard chart stuff. Oh, no, that's really smart. Yeah. Shout out to Greg and, and Maggie uh, for that tip there. What up, Greg and Maggie? Now let's toss across the pond to our friends, guys and Dange at the Insanely Dangerous Retro Pod Show. For what was happening way back when in the UK in July 1998. Good evening. Here are your headlines from July 1998. Gerard Houllier is appointed joint manager of Liverpool. Manchester United deny reports joining a proposed European Super League. So Graham Norton debuts on Channel 4. Deeper Underground hits number one. Godzilla hits the UK cinemas. Super terrific work there from the Retro Monthinator. Okay, let's send this stateside to those namely boys. Pronto, Danger Man. And if you're interested in following up on those headlines, you can check out Gaz and Danger's episode from this Thursday of the Insanely Dangerous 
retro segment show by checking out the Insanely Dangerous Retro Pod Show on your favorite podcasting app. You'll also find that Andrew and I are doing a fun segment at the end of their episode called Quotely 90s, where we give them a quote and see if they could figure out what we're going to be talking about on the following Monday. So an extra reason to go and listen and get an idea of what will be coming up on Namely 90s. And now back to the show. So this all-star game. Yeah. They won. They all won 13 to eight. That's pretty 13 impressive. 13 to eight. Highest scoring all-star game. Was who was the, uh, who was the pitching staff of the national league? The Seattle Mariners pitching staff. Oh, burn. I know that doesn't work, but I'm still saying it. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> uh, I have too much fun. Uh, <laughs> No, I, I, I played um, that straight as long as I could. Yeah, we've got a lot of stuff to talk about here. I Saving Private Ryan. It's another what Tom Hanks movie, um, right? Is, is he? In that? Isn't he the main guy? I thought Private Ryan was the one. <laughs> no, you know, I've actually never seen seen that movie. No, it's definitely Tom Hanks. He's not Ryan. He's Captain yeah, he's Miller. The, yeah, he's the one that's trying to save. save but uh, we just watched The Terminal with Tom Hanks in it. That's a good movie. Have you seen that? Uh, no, the last airport movie I watched was the one with George Clooney and Andrew Kendrick. Oh, but the terminal is the one where he's the, uh, the national that, um, yeah, his, his country, country, like kind of it, it's, it's in a revolution. So they don't recognize his country. And so he's stuck there for so much time in the terminal. But, um, it's weird that you mentioned George Clooney cause, cause that movie, the terminal has Catherine Zeta Jones in it. And last night we watched Oceans 12, which also has George Clooney and Catherine Zeta-Jones in it. You know what also has Catherine Zeta-Jones in it? The T-Mobile commercials like from 15 years ago? No, the Mask of Zorro. Or Sprint. Really? I didn't know that. Yeah, there's Antonio Banderas and Catherine Zeta-Jones. Oh. And Matt Damon was also obviously in Oceans 12. So I I thought you were about to say he was obviously in the Mask of Zorro. He clearly "Ah!" was. (laughs) No, anyway, The Terminal is a fun movie. I enjoyed it. Stanley Tucci, directed by Steven Spielberg. Pretty good. Recommend it. Nice. That is your non-90s movie recommendation. Dang it. That's 2004. Yeah, Andrew's non-90s movie recommendation. We start off every show with that. Wait, Ocean's 12 or Terminal? The the Terminal. That's 2004? No way. Ocean's 12 is 2004 as well. The Terminal is 2004. It could be 2003. Ocean's 12 is 04. The terminal. Oh, four. Really? I thought yeah. that was, I thought that was last decade. No, I usually don't know anything, but those ones I actually knew because I've seen them recently. Hmm. That, that is fine. We should, you should make your own two thousands, like aughts podcast, 2000 movie recommendations podcast, where I yeah. just complain about everything for 20 minutes and then talk about, well, since you're now, you're now just catching up on two thousands movies. <laughs> yeah. It, it could be a Patreon it's true. exclusive. It's um, true. Uh, all right. Did you want to talk any further about Saving Private Ryan or was that just a Tom no, I haven't Hanks? seen it. I haven't seen it. <laughs> just Tom Hanks. I just remembered Tom Hanks is in it. Well, well, okay. Well, wasn't it also directed? It was also directed by Steven Spielberg. That's, yes. That's a good yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, while we're on uh, movies that we've hardly seen <laughs> or remember, <laughs> uh, I remember The Mask of Zorro since you brought up Catherine Zeta Jones. 
um, very vaguely, but I remember it being like a big thing at the time because they're like, oh, Zoro's back. And um, I I think that was like the first movie I, I really noticed Catherine Theta Jones in from from my memory. Uh, but also, Did she just kind of fall uh, off the uh, face of the earth, by the way? Well, she got married to what's his face. She was like mega popular in the late 90s, early 2000s, and you just don't hear much from her anymore, I don't think. Unless it's a heist movie. She, I mean, she got married True. to... Who did she get married to? She got married to Michael Douglas in the year 2000. And then This, this, ep- this podcast is now just an episode where we look stuff up. Well, uh, uh, in the late 2000s, uh, she had a decrease in workload and returned to the stage. She's still married to Michael Douglas. She was in the sequel to Mask of Zorro. All right. Wow. Um, yeah, uh, apparently she returned to, the, to acting on stage. Yeah, I like her and stuff. Yeah, she's... she's uh, a person that plays things. Uh, Mask of Zorro. <laughs> Did you ever watch the Mask of Zorro? Uh, no. Anthony Hopkins was in it. Um, do you know who Zorro is? No. You don't know Zorro? I think you meant, do I know the actor who plays him? Well, it's Antonio Banderas, but I already, I already said that. Oh, did you? I'm I, just... Lo- it's a swashbuckler film. I don't even know what that means. It's a sword fighter. Oh. Gosh, I'm just learning so much today. <laughs> uh, well, so I remember the mask of Zorro because uh, he did. He, Zorro uh, was like an old school uh, masked vigilante um, that they used to. They they made older Zorro films, if I remember correctly. And then um, what he would do, he would slice a Z in people's shirts or when when fighting them because he was Zorro. Right. And then uh, a reference you might understand. Uh, Antonio Banderas was later cast as Puss in Boots in, in Shrek. Oh, okay, yeah, that make that makes sense. And he basically, it's it, they take a lot from the Zorro character. So basically, the movie Puss in Boots is an American feline swashbuckling <laughs> comedy animation movie. I mean, can you really call it a comedy? No. No, I guess if you have to call us comedians, you can call that. comedy. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I try not to call us that because I don't think personally, I don't think I'm consistently funny enough to use that uh, designation. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, wow. I didn't mean to agree with you there, though. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you pretty much suck. So uh, no, it's uh, fine. It's fine. I understand. I'm a, I'm a little tired. Self-deprecation uh, is an important part of comedy, by the way. You know, I, is it? Is it now? I feel like there's been a shift. Like our our era uh, definitely relies on self deprecation. Yeah, but if you think you're funny, then you're just kind of a douche. That's like, true. You just you're, think you're hilarious. You're, then then you're Dane Cook. Yeah. Um, Wait, timely timely two thousands Dane Cook reference. Timely two thousands. Yeah, that's what we can call the new podcast. The next season two, timely two thousands. Uh, yeah, Mask of Zorro. I remember nothing about this movie other than I, he I and. Antonio Banderas takes his sword and slices off Catherine Zeta Jones's clothes uh, progressively during the during a scene where they run into each other. That's sexual assault. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's all that that is. We're adding this to the board of problematic 1990s <laughs> movies. Yeah, 
<laughs> Jeez. Oh, speaking that's that, that was the other thing I did. I, I uh I guested on uh, a podcast uh season three of that's nineties action all the time. Um, oh yeah. But which the episode won't come out until September. But uh we got to some problematic parts of Escape from LA. So, apologies to the guys over there. I could not make it. I was recovering from an overnight shift. So uh, hope to be you had fair, fun. S- Scott was the only one that could make it out of there. Scott. Very true. Um, but it was, it was a good time. I, it was, it was like hosting a podcast with you, except I was you and he was me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know what that means or how you want to read into it. I don't either. Um, so we're just going in reverse order. Uh, small, do you remember small soldiers? Let's, let's go. No, I don't remember that one. This is just going to be movies. This entire episode is movies until we get to the TV show. Um, small soldiers was a 1998 American science fiction action film. Uh, it was, I don't know how to, it depicts two factions of toys programmed with military microprocessors. Uh, that um, one turns violent and they start fighting each other. It's like Toy Story, <laughs> except if it was a violent, gritty movie. Um, and if I remember correctly, this it, it was the last on-screen uh, appearance of Phil Hartman, and okay. uh, it starred Kirsten Dunst, and I don't remember anything else other than Kirsten Dunst was in it, so I watched it because I had a crush on her as a kid. Of course. Jumanji, that episode of Star Trek, Small Soldiers. Um, and the episode but, of uh, ER. Right. Oh, well, I didn't watch those until recently. So it'd yes. be weird to say I had a crush on her in that because she's like 12. True. But back then I was younger than her. Oh, well, the whatever. Uh, anyway, it's a terrible, terrible movie. Um, <laughs> I, the. Yeah, Tommy Lee Jones is one of the voices of the 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 toys. Cool, I like Tommy uh, Lee Jones. Yeah, it's you know it, it was it's it it has a forty eight percent on Rotten Tomatoes, which is surprising because wow, I remember it being terrible. Um, it's just yeah, uh, Dennis Leary's in it. Oh wow, uh, it's. I, I don't want to talk about it more. It was okay. Just, let's not. I, I remember it. I remember it being bad. I remember it being. <laughs> I remember it being bad. That's funny. yes. Speaking of things that are bad, let's move on to Disney's The Parent Trap. From uh, isn't that the one where Lindsay Lohan had a twin, but she doesn't actually have a twin? Exactly. Well, okay. In real life, that is a correct statement. In the movie, she does have a twin. Well, yeah, she doesn't have an imaginary twin that she's made up in her mind. That's right. true. Uh, the Parent Trap is a 1998 American romantic comedy film. Uh, do, do you remember who else is in this? No, but could you imagine the legal bills if you had Lindsay Lohan twins? Oh, God, yeah. Anyway, um, no, I don't remember who's in this movie. So it is. It's um, it. It is Lindsay Lohan stars as both uh, twins, which was the first use of uh, first heavy use of split screen uh, that was done well in American mm. film. I remember that being like a featurette um, that they're like, see, uh, see Lindsay Lohan act against herself in an amazing way. And it's just like, 
Um, what if, and just hear me out, they just cast twins. That would have made more sense. Like, what if it was, what if it was the Olsen twins? Just like the amount of effort they probably had to go to, to use, to make one person look like twins. Just to I mean, get twins. I, I bet you, I bet you that they could have paid Mary Kay and Ashley enough to do this. Probably. And while they do look slightly different than each other at the time, not, not as much. Like, do the, do the kids have to be identical for the plot to work? Yes. Okay. Uh, because the, so what happens is when they're a little, when they were like babies or whatever, the parents divorce and they each took one twin and never told the other twin about the fact that they have oh a sibling. God, these people are monsters, right? Uh, they never, so much therapy and they never, they never meet their, their other parent. Um, they just by happenstance go to the same. I think it was like, summer camp even though one lives in uh england and one <laughs> lives in california i was gonna say hey maybe move further apart or maybe don't send your kid back to the states or england for camp they they both went to the same summer camp in maine which why what? why why would you send your london raised girl to to maine for a summer camp <sighs> I, don't know. I want her to go to new england to get, get an appreciation for old england um oh uh, that speaking of bad <laughs> british accents that is one of the one of the memorable parts is that lindsay lohan's british accent is rubbish. terrible yes rub, rubbish rubbish <laughs> uh but the so the plot dennis quaid's the dad and he has like a fiance or something or he gets engaged while uh the girls in summer camp and then that's where they make the swap and then they return home uh, and they're like, we have to stop our dad from finding happiness, uh, <laughs> and get back with our mother instead of marrying this new woman who happens to be a child hating gold digger. But, uh, regardless, speaking of British people, can I just say how it's funny that they call garbage cans dust bins? Uh, yes, dust you bin. may say that or rubbish bin or rubbish container. Yeah. Um, uh, 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 I always liked pepper pot for uh <laughs> for a pepper shaker. Oh yeah. Um, what what's the other one? Uh, yeah. uh, b- bum bag for fanny pack. Yes, we never got our uh insanely dangerous retro pacho bum bag. By the way, I, I it could be part of our merch. We can have a namely nineties bum bag slash. It's reversible. Uh, fan- Fanny packs are coming back though. I don't know if you've seen that more recently, but yeah, well, all nineties trends are coming back right now. It's, True. That's the cycle of things. Um, yeah. So, you know, they, uh, torture this, um, torture this fiance because she's a child, child hater and eventually get their parents back together at the end. Um, <laughs> but they're still horrible people though. Yeah, absolutely. Huh. They don't want their parents to be happy. Well, they do. They want their parents' parents to be happy. They don't want them to be happy with anyone else. That's actually any story of children of divorce, isn't it? Shout out mm-hmm. to all of our <laughs> divorced children out there. Yeah. Shout out to everyone in the mid 80s whose parents got divorced. Uh, or 90s, I think. The, the whole thing kind of like the big influx of that happening was, I think, in the 80s, but you're right. I think it carried through to the 90s. Well, I just meant in reference to the parent trap. Oh, sure. Yeah. Um, going from the parent trap to there's something about Mary. 
Ben Stiller zips his penis up into his zipper on his pants. And he jerks off in the bathroom before a j- date and gets some uh, white stuff on his hair that uh, Cameron Diaz thinks is uh, hair gel and then puts in her hair and it makes it stand up for the oh, rest of the dear. That's some evening. slapstick comedy. Who else is in that? Uh, Matt Dillon's in it. Uh, Chris Elliott. Lee Evans. Um, nope. That's, Chris Elliott. Those people. You'd know Chris Elliott. All right. Matt Dillon, you'd recognize him. He's the kind of has the large forehead. Um, let's see. Anyone? Jeffrey Tambor's in it. Keith David's in it. Uh, Sarah Silverman's in it. Uh, Harlan Williams. Condi Alexander. Oh, I know her from ER. Exactly. Um, uh, Brett Favre is in it at some point. Uh, <laughs> of course, because why not? Well, Mary has an ex-boyfriend named Brett. <laughs> and we will find out that it's Brett Favre himself. He was big in the late 90s. I always forget that. Um, yeah. So... I don't know. Do, have you ever have you ever seen this movie? Uh, no, I didn't think so. Uh, it's been a while since I've seen it, so I don't really. I mean, basically, if I remember correctly, um, Ben Stiller's character was in love with this his dream his dream girl is Mary, played by Cameron Diaz. Uh, that's when he gets his scrotum stuck in his zipper and his hospitalized. Oh. Uh, when they're in high school and he's about to go on a prom date with her. Uh, and then they, they, which cancels their date and they lose contact. And then he finds her later when they're all oh, 29 ish. When he hires a private investigator to track her down. That's creepy. <laughs> yeah, completely. And uh, then there's just like a slew of other obsessive boyfriends over, over her or ex-boyfriends. And, uh, it, it, like one of them's pretending to be, uh, I think one of them's pretending to be, uh, disabled, I think to, uh, no, has some sort of, yeah, has some sort of, I think he pretends to walk with, I think he has, he pretends to have like polio or something to that sort of muscle degeneration. That he walks with the the um the arm crutches. Yeah, yeah. Um but he's actually just an able bodied uh, American pizza delivery boy. Um <laughs> there's there's a lot. It's it's uh, should we post this back on the the uh nineties uh board of insensitive and uh inappropriate inappropriateness? Um, yeah, no. <laughs> um, what else should we talk about? Uh, anything? Why are we're we working on time? Back. We're around, but we do still. Did we t- talk about Armageddon? No, no, we can talk about Armageddon. Bruce Willis was that Armageddon? No, ben Affleck. <laughs> Sorry, was which one was Bruce Willis in? The other one, wasn't it? No, it was Armageddon. It was Armageddon. Oh, he yeah. was the father. Yeah. He's Liv Tyler's father. So Armageddon. Um, 
You want to you wanna take this one? No, no, go ahead. No, go ahead. <laughs> no, I was just going to say uh, it has that really intense Aerosmith song that's like somehow associated with the movie. I don't know if it came out for the movie. Oh, yeah, it did. Uh, it did. I don't want to miss a thing. Yeah, so it's uh, Bruce Willis is the father to Liv Tyler's character. And Ben Affleck is like one of his drilling partners or something and wants to bang his daughter. That, that term drilling partner is not something well, I want to hear much of. Again. If I remember, if I remember correctly, so there's a meteor that's going to crash into earth and they need to go into space and drill into it. So they hire a bunch of uh, miners uh, to, to go and do this. Did it take them like, space. did it take them a year to convince people that there was actually something coming? Cause they didn't believe scientists. Uh, no, this was the nineties. People believed in science apparently. Oh, and scientists still worked at like the, uh, CDC for example. Right. Uh, okay. instead of a uh, private, uh, organization. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it stars Bruce Willis, Ben Affleck, Billy Bob Thornton, Liv Tyler, Owen Wilson, Will Patton, uh, who else do I know? Steve Michael, Buscemi, Michael Clark Duncan. Oh, and Steve Buscemi and Keith David. Uh, odds are he died at some point. William um, Fickner seems familiar oh, too. And I forgot it's a Michael Bay movie, which explains why when the space shuttles are launching into space, they do a barrel roll around each other. Literally, anytime you see a space <laughs> shuttle on this stupid film, they are barrel rolling ar- and like a. Uh, twisting around each other it is the stupidest waste of fuel and uh lack of physics that you will i mean there's probably worse but it's anytime a small speck of debris like falls off every time anything hits the ground it explodes into a giant (laughs) fireball because michael bay uh but so um in one of for those of you that don't know i went to school for aerospace engineering um, before I, I left to become a winemaker and, uh, in one of, I think it was one of our astro classes, astronautical engineering classes. Uh, we would have a mid, uh, it was like a two hour lecture. So we'd have a break in between at the one hour mark and our professor would show us clips from Armageddon and, uh, <laughs> point out exactly every single thing wrong and why it infuriates her. So, <laughs> so that's transferred on to me. Uh, with the hate for this movie's terrible, 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 terrible physics and uh, lack of space knowledge. It's and it ex- it's all explained because it's Michael Bay. Um, this also came out the same year. Deep Impact came out. Oh, jeez. Uh, which sadly was more scientifically accurate. It, there, that happens a lot where like two movies that are similar come out. Like what are the two movies where they like take over the White House? Uh, White House down or and. Yeah, White House down and uh, Olympus, Olympus has fallen. Has fallen same year. Yeah, or, or uh, the Pierce Brosnan Mount St. Helens movie. Oh, Dante's uh, Peak. It was Dante's Inferno. It, was, it wasn't Mount St. Or was Helens. It peak? Was it Peak? Oh. Dante's Peak was about a fictional volcano in Wallace, Idaho oh, that explodes. It. Okay. Wallace and is then, real. Fictional volcano is fictional, obviously. And then there was there was another one like volcano or something that came out at the same time. Jeez. Dante's Peak was choice uh it was peak brosnan peak brosnan dante's peak brosnan <laughs> um wheel of fortune before and after there reminds have you seen that gif where it's like a little husky puppy falling down the stairs but it's the michael bay version so when it hits the bottom step it, it explodes. just explodes into a ball of flames uh no i have not well yeah you might have sent that to me before 
All right. Uh, before we finish, we got to talk about family matters. And I have one more thing after that before we go into the outro. Okay. Uh, but first, family matters. Um, I never knew that it switched from. So in nineteen at the end of nineteen ninety seven, uh, the contract that between ABC, Disney, and uh, whoever was producing like mm-hmm. Family Matters, Step by Step, all those shows uh, ended, and um, they didn't want to renew because they had their own uh, original Disney programming since Disney had purchased ABC since TGIF started. And uh-huh. so they shipped. Uh, so they, instead of canceling these shows, they got picked up by CBS and CBS was trying to steal the original TGIF lineup essentially. But it, they, I, I don't think they promoted it well because no one knew that it had switched to CBS. So after a year, it just kind of died. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so family matters. Uh, do you remember the show? It was, yeah, I remember the dad's name was Carl. Yep. Uh, he was the cop from uh, Die Hard. Same actor. I forget his name. <laughs> same actor. Uh, it was, um, isn't that Reginald Vell Johnson? Yeah. Yeah, that sounds right. Uh, so this was a spinoff from the ABC sitcom Perfect Strangers, but eventually right. it just became the Steve Urkel show because uh, Jamil Jaleel, excuse me, Jaleel White played Steve Urkel, the annoying next door neighbor nerd that was like, did I do that? Um, which was his catchphrase. And uh, yeah, it was. I don't really understand the character. You don't it's, understand this character of Steve Urkel. Like, he was he was into he was into the girl next door. But why and why did he look that way? Because he was a nerd and it was the 90s. And well, technically it started in 89. So it. Okay. Uh, that's, that was that's, nerd back then. Okay. That's what people thought nerd was back then. Uh, mm. And that's what they. That hasn't aged well, has it? Not really, no, but it hasn't aged, period, if you look True. at the nerds in Big Bang Theory. Oy. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it was just a, it was a series about a family and. Um, the matters of that family. Exactly. <laughs> if you uh, will. Chicago police officer. And um, it, it was. Yeah. It, it, I cannot tell you a single plot that I remember, except there. Steve Urkel would sometimes take a potion that turned him into smooth Urkel or something like that. It's where he would no longer need his glasses. He would stand up straight. He wouldn't, uh, his clothes oh, yeah. would transform. I think without getting and, too deep, I have to say, isn't it interesting that two of the most popular sh- sitcoms, in the 1990s featured black families. Yeah, that's, that uh, seems ahead of its time. True, but, but we were also, still horrible in a lot of other ways. Uh, yeah. so. <laughs> And then it kind of just disappeared for yeah, a We were while. going hard on the homophobia and fat jokes in the mid nineties. So yeah, it was kind of okay. Well, I mean, it, they were, they were presented a, I know you didn't want to go deep, but they like family matters and uh, the Cosby's were presented as like, some people would say whitewashed. Uh, uh, yeah. I, I was just going to say, I would, I would tend to agree where it's like, it, it represents like, I know what you're saying. It's whitewashed. Yeah. yeah. And uh, we, we, we don't really know enough to, to speak on it, but no, um, but as, as the decade went on, BET, uh, came, came about and UPN, uh, started making more accessible shows for, 
um, people of color that were closer to. Well, yeah. And just even like the set design and the writing, you know, has yeah. to take that into consideration. That's the other well, thing. Yeah. Cause uh, family matters basically looked like any other eighties sitcom. Yeah. And so did the Cosby show. Absolutely. Unless you were thinking about um, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. No, I mean, any any of them, really. I mean, yeah. well, you said culturally, two. there's just different tastes in artwork and decor and things like that, too, a lot of times. So, right. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting stuff. Yeah. So family matters. And you, you're uh, you said you had one more thing before. Close it yeah, off. I just think we should address the conclusion of um conan o'brien's television uh, career in illustrious uh illustrious 1994 what's the term person in in tv history really ha- one of the hash- best comedians on tv hashtag team coco forever. T- team coco some really funny stuff and the end of an era too bad that his last uh, few years were marred by that whole Jay Leno nonsense, but uh, uh, he still made the best of it. It's been 11 years since he moved Has to TBS. Been? Yeah, but it's, he still made the best of it and continued to produce great content and continues with this podcast and, and whatnot, and it, but he's uh, moving on to a HBO max series, but yes, he's no longer on late night. And, uh, he, I don't know. I, I don't want to speak for you, but he is my definitive late night host. Yeah, Absolutely. Uh, yeah, um, he, he was the perfect combination of of intelligence, compassion, and uh, had his finger on the pulse, even if he didn't understand what it was. And it was a lot of times it was satire, but it was actually funny. It right. wasn't just like complainy, you know? Yeah, like coolest gamer. He would he, he would go out and play modern video games, be terrible at it, but he would have a fun time doing it. Right. And anytime where he went and just like visited a place, I always found it funny. Like he mm-hmm. did, um, he went to an American doll girl, American girl <laughs> yeah. doll store. That, that clip, is one of the best. I'm dying. I'm dying that whole time in that clip. And then he did guest on, um, my favorite murder. And that was an excellent episode. Yeah. I think it was to promote cause he was just starting Coco needs mm-hmm. a friend or no Conan needs Conan a friend. O'Brien, Conan sorry, O'Brien, O'Brien needs a friend. Yeah. Team Coco. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. Conan O'Brien needs a friend. So he was kind of cross promoting it, but he's also a big true, true crime guy and was actually apparently in the courtroom at the John list trial, which is like this big serial <laughs> well, killer. Um, yeah. So I want to find video or video, photo evidence of that. <laughs> Hard to miss. Um, yeah. And uh, this week there's just been an outpouring of, of, Conan love on Instagram and uh, people sharing stories of, of their time on Conan. And it's really cool to see a lot of people just be like a lot of late night hosts don't try uh, or like don't care about their musical guests or like it's such, it's a daily show. So it's like they don't do the research or they don't put in the time or the effort or remember their guests. But Conan Conan was someone that, that did. And it's, Sad, you're right, that he got the shaft. Uh, screw get, screw Jay Leno. Um, but it allowed him to go to TBS and keep making the yeah. content he wanted for 10, 11 years. No, and I think the late night model eventually is going to fizzle out. I mean, they're still kind of doing it, but it just seems... I mean, like a most people breed. our age watch anything from late night on YouTube. Yeah, exactly. And, I think that's becoming the new model, but it's, it doesn't seem sustainable because you're just posting your show for free on the internet. No, I know. I, that's what I'm saying. I just, I don't know what the future is going to be, but they've been on for a long time. So maybe they'll find a way to stay around. 
Mm-hmm. Gotta, gotta be relevant. All right. So uh, that's it for this week's edition of Namely 90s. Remember, you can find new episodes out every Monday. Find us on Twitter and Instagram at Namely 90s or the 90s or on our personal accounts at Bishwitty and at Namely Andrew. And tell us what you want us to talk about on future episodes. If you would like to support the show, please check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash Namely 90s, also with a 90s. Finally, you can also contact us through our website, Namely90s.com. Please subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, Team Coco, Deezer, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, and wherever you get your podcasts at. I'm Brandon, that's Andrew, and we'll catch you next time. Hashtag full screen.